It's all good. Okay, I'm recording. Okay. On the record. Okay, great. I thought the last episode sounded good. I thought I my my side of the audio was maybe better than it ever has been. Yeah, I thought that as well. My side of the audio was maybe worse than it has ever been. And that is yeah. just talking into my phone. Yeah, but I'm just talking into my phone. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Well, I'm using headphones this time, so we'll see if that's better. Okay. Um, so someone said when I told them that we were making a new podcast, mm-hmm. they said, um, oh yeah, because, um, you know, and I said, what do I know? And they were like, yeah, well, you know, because like, and I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, yeah, because you know, your podcast is kind of like hostile. <laughs> That's not to, where I thought that was going. To, to listeners. Like you're actively and and like they thought it was kind of a bit that we'd sort of actively did not want to engage they were like you don't introduce yourselves you don't say what the podcast is you don't um you know it's not easy to find online you don't like blah 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 all this stuff none of that will be changing <laughs> is that true well I thought maybe those were the exact things we could change we could like <laughs> ourselves just say what the podcast is and then oh. do the exact same thing as we used to okay if you want to what, I will what about if we just do an intro right, right now and then I just use it for everyone okay uh what should it be but like change the number so all right it's quite funny like if we go hey welcome to episode one of <laughs> non-saving. And then we just have to remember to say the number. Round. Yeah, and then I just will have to record myself saying the number and put it in every week. Okay, sure. That's funny. <laughs> okay. I like that. And then after that, we'll just say what our names are. Okay, should I go now? That every time. Okay, sure. Should I say I'm Sam or should I say... I'm some my name is Sam. What should I say? I guess. <laughs> this is I don't I just <laughs> Just say like I'm hi, my name's Sam. Hi, my name's Sam. And my name's Ainsley and welcome to episode <laughs> one. Oh. <laughs> not <laughs> not drowning, but waving. Okay, well, I think that was perfect. Did yeah, I think one, we've nailed it. One day. I'm looking I just don't really know how important... I mean, I guess it is important to introduce yourselves, but I think if people just listen for long enough, they'll um, they'll figure it out, you know. Sure, yeah, but that is hostile. It's like it is hostile. Whatever you do, the work. Why should I be expected to? But actually, it would be so easy for us to do the work. Sure. Yeah. Um. Sure. And then even I just think about podcasts that I really like, mm-hmm. like Truanon or. Chapo, or I don't guess they don't really, but every episode will still says, Yeah, this is your Chapo for whenever it is. Hi, um, Will, and episode. such and such and such and such. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he and, really and, takes it all on himself. Like, maybe you could just do all the work. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you hi, know? 
Welcome I'll just to, be more uh, of a tuning in to not to episode one. <laughs> not not drowning but waving. I mean this is obviously I'm joined by Sam. Sam yeah. two week going. Yeah, all right, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. that seems fine. Um, all right, well I'm not gonna do it now because it's absurd. Yeah. I wonder how anyone ever manages to do it. It seems impossible. I know. Yeah, and then and then I don't know. Are we supposed to say something like a podcast about how to live so you don't die? <laughs> uh, I don't think we have to do what the podcast we is don't about. We have tagline. Yeah, that's no. good. We're not like from the Daily Beast or something. You know what I mean? We're not like yeah, part of a like Gawker. Those, you know, yeah, yeah. We're not like one of those successful podcasts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Important distinction. That's good. <laughs> and how have you been? What's going on? Uh, I've been pretty good. I've just been working at my curtains job and spending a lot of time with uh, Helen, my coworker. So there's only three people who work at the curtain place. It's a very small business. I'm one of those three people. The other, another one of those three people is on who is the boss of the whole company owner and manager. She's on two months holidays. So it's just me and Helen hanging out, making curtains. Oh yeah. That's pretty good. What's Helen's deal? Helen is uh, 69 years old. Nice. Uh, She's a Scottish immigrant, but she moved here when she was like, four or something so she's she's the one who said that she thought the quote um (laughs) nothing in life is sure except for death and taxes was by brad pitt's character from joe black Black. yeah (laughs) listen i've never seen the movie but i think it's pretty weird that she would say she would attribute it to Brad Pitt's character from Meet Joe Black. <laughs> I'm assuming in the movie his name is Joe Black. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that is his name um, in the movie. Um, good, yeah. good, she, good, good. She's Great full of attribution. <laughs> she's like taking the meme of where you like put, a, you know, like some dumb quote from like, you know, I don't know it goes both ways where you take like a Beckett quote, but then you attribute it to like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> or then you go the other way where you just take like some meaningless aphorism and you you like uh, attribute it to Benjamin Franklin. Like, <laughs> you can't direct your the wind, but you can adjust your sails, Benjamin <laughs> Franklin. <laughs> so she's like taking that meme and like, put it into the real world yeah that's Helen yeah that's, that's what she's great. it's pretty good she um has some pretty conservative views about a lot of stuff but mostly her heart's in the right place and she she just likes to talk a lot about um how people on the dole should just like pick themselves up by their bootstraps and uh, just try harder or whatever one time she told me that she (laughs) I mentioned that um because of the robo debt scandal many people well I don't know more a non in you know at least one person um committed suicide because they were just so um uh devastated by the idea that they the they would have to pay back hundreds whatever thousands of dollars to that they didn't have 
extremely stressful. Yeah. Yeah, extremely stressful. I was like, yeah, it was pretty devastating for people because Helen's going through some troubles with Centrelink at the moment because she's on the pension even though she works. <clears throat> would mm. you think her troubles with Centrelink would make her more sympathetic towards other people on Centrelink? But no, actually, that's not what has happened. But um, yeah. she was saying, Fresh. in response to me saying that people killed themselves because of the robo-debt thing, she was like, I just don't understand people how they could kill themselves. You know, I've been through some really hard times and it never crossed my mind to commit suicide. And I was like, well, I don't know, Helen, that's, I'm happy for you. Like, I don't know what to tell you. She was like, I guess I'm just stronger or different. I was like, no, I don't think so. I mean, my argument would be weaker. You know how hard it is to kill yourself. It's really fucking difficult. You need to come and have a chat with Helen and explain to how difficult it is to kill a body. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, don't you, haven't you, like, people just feel hopeless, Helen. Like, don't you, haven't you ever felt like just like there's no hope, like there's no way out? And she's like, yeah, but, you know, you just get on with it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I guess everybody's different. Yeah, apparently if given the choice between, like, empathy and, like, self-satisfaction, most people <laughs> choose the latter. No yeah. Out that the reason why they're not, like, soul bludger is because they're morally better than them. Yeah, no yeah. And out that the reason why they've never tried to commit suicide is because, you guessed it, they're just morally better than them. <laughs> the reason yeah. why they're not hope- homeless is because they're just morally superior. Like, obviously. Yeah. How could you have missed that, Sam? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a bit of a dummy, I guess. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. I try and explain in a, like, calm and (laughs) empathetic way to her about how different people have different feelings, but it's it's maybe slowly getting through. We'll see. But she also says really fun stuff. (laughs) Like, one time she said... I have something to say about that. Can I just say one thing? which is that on Twitter at the moment, because, you know, they've raised the doll a little bit, there yeah. is a lot of people who are like, fuck you, if you raise the doll, there'll be no incentive to go to work. And then they say, I go to a fucking job I hate that's a yeah. <laughs> shithole yeah. and, 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 like, no one will do that anymore. And I always want to be like, you're so close. <laughs> you're almost there. <laughs> Can't you see? The thing is right in front of you. Wouldn't it be good if people didn't have to live that shitty life? <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. And I'm sure their shitty job that they hate is, like, in marketing or something. You know what I mean? It's not like they're, like, putting like saving lives or growing food or whatever. Or if it turns out it is essential and we can't mm. without it. and They should be getting paid more. They'll get paid more. That's literally what will happen. Jobs yeah. are not essential that people mm. hate. They'll stop doing them and get on the dole so we won't mm. have useless jobs mm. which we don't want. Mm. And people who are doing essential jobs that are under remunerated, their mm. wages will rise because the dole is a safety net that means you don't have to work a hellish like it's just obvious. It works yeah. for everybody. Everyone's a winner, babe. <laughs> Fuck. It pisses me off. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um I'm trying not to get so um like I can st- I'm tr- I'm like not trying to get less passionate about things cuz like that boat has sailed but I'm trying to get like <laughs> less steamed that it just oh, yeah. like 
grinds the conversation to a halt. Like, <laughs> also, not only that, but so steamed that if I'm in a group of people and I go, don't you guys think that mm. there could still be the possibility <laughs> that someone could say, oh, no, I disagree. Because I was, I was fighting with someone recently about wage-led inflation and I, like, went off on a big tirade and then I was like, so what I'm saying is anyway, basically, wage-led inflation is just not real, is it? Don't you agree? And they were like, uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I just obviously left no, no room for them to – anyway, go on, keep talking about Helen. Oh, Helen, um, I don't know. So she's having these problems with Centrelink at the moment because she's she gets a part pension even though she's working and um, she puts her entire paycheck into her super and just lives off her pension, which whatever, oh. that's fine. And then, then she um, she's recently started going on holidays for like the first time in her life. Like she has worked all her life, blah, 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 I get it. But anyway, she's going on holidays she went on a cruise with her sister and her husband and her sister's partner. And so she had to tell Centrelink she was going overseas because the only two government departments that, like, communicate with each other immediately are Centrelink and um, the Border Patrol or whatever it's called, immigration. <clears throat> they know, yeah, uh, they know it's, as soon as you leave the country because they don't, you know, it's in their best interest. But, um. So she told Emily she was leaving the country so they wouldn't Sam, um, it's pay her. Best interest, it's that everybody that works for customs and everybody that works for Centre are all fucking cops. Yeah. And they love it and they do yeah. it on purpose because they yeah. love it. Yeah. They like to make the poor suffer. It's their favourite yeah. part. So I'm fucking. Yeah. Anyway, the so most. Not because cops. it saves the government money. You think everything that saves the government money gets done immediately? No. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Good that point. That's not why it is done. It is done because they they have contempt for the working class. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Sorry. Um. <clears throat> anyway, so she had to tell them that she was going overseas. So they paused her payment while she was overseas. And when since she's been back, they've just been doing weird stuff like um suspending her and her husband's payments for no reason because they thought that she had an extra bank account that had like $200,000 in it, but she hasn't had that bank account for like 20 years. You know, classic Centrelink stuff where anytime you interact with them at all, the whole thing just like breaks and you have to spend like two months like talking to them to try and get it back to how it was supposed to be. The same thing happened to me when I moved to New South Wales and I was uh, on – the doll and my I was my moved in with my partner and stupidly declared to Centrelink that we were living together which affected his, both of our payments which I don't I don't know I was just worried I was just trying to do the right thing like an idiot and don't then do I know stupid and then as you a result like do the right thing we're in no. an adversarial relationship okay <laughs> so <laughs> both of our that. payments went down obviously because I was working and then also um they like mixed our records together so they all of a sudden like they were calling him and being like hey it says you were living in North Melbourne in 2014 what the fuck is with that um you owe us twenty thousand dollars or whatever and he's like I've never lived in North Melbourne in my life my partner lived in North Melbourne anyway it took like just so many hours on the phone to try and sort it out anyway this is what's happening to Helen right now 
And she's like, I just don't understand how people can even take advantage of the system when it's so hard to deal with. And you've got to, you know, go on the phone and go into the office and do this and that. And there's so many hoops to jump through and they make you feel like a criminal. I'm like, yeah, Helen, there aren't actually that many people rotting the system. That's fake. That's fake news. (laughs) Here's the other thing as well, which I think about. So in India, if you're a tourist, it's basically impossible to get a SIM card because Mm. they're trying to prevent terrorist attacks and like money laundering and human Mm. trafficking or whatever Mm -hmm. and so it's like so fucking annoying to travel around India you have to like jump through a million hoops to get a sim card like months in advance bribe a bunch of people blah 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 Mm -hmm. I bet it took a week for human traffickers and drug dealers (laughs) to find a workaround two weeks tops right (laughs) this is Mm. the thing you need to tell Helen is that those Centrelink rules only inconvenience and de-incentivize getting Centrelink for the working class if you actually want to rot it you're Mm. prepared to like put the work in you expect (laughs) it to be work because it's a rot (laughs) anyway anyway I agree that there's just not that nobody's really rotting and it's just nonsense yeah Um, and if you are rorting it, you're only yeah. rorting it to the degree, like you're probably only getting like as much as welfare should be, you know. It's not like you're yeah. sitting back and making millions of bucks. Yeah, totally. I think like the way that people rort it is that they say they're <coughs> like living in one place but they're really living with their partner rent-free or something. And then sure. that really means they get $80 a fortnight or something extra. And yeah. it's like, you fucking, who fuck, like, Oh, you should, anyway, whatever. You should be ashamed of yourself if you think that's a big deal. Get the fuck over it. Anyway, uh, I just that makes me so mad. I mm. I don't even get money from Centrelink, right? So this is mm. even more infuriating. I only deal with Centrelink to rely on them to um, subsidise the cost of my medication because mm. without my healthcare card, my medication is, like, really expensive. I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Centrelink issues me with a card to say I'm a low-income earner and so my medication, instead of being hundreds of dollars, is just, like, $20 mm-hmm. a month. Um, but every now and again they just cancel the card um, <laughs> and there's not really any way for them to tell me, I guess. They only have my email, phone <laughs> number, address. <laughs> Uh, every piece of information a copy of my birth certificate and And anyway I guess it's hard for them to get the news to me so unfortunately (laughs) the only way I ever find out that my healthcare card has been cancelled is when I go to the chemist and Mm. I'm about to pay for the medication that stops me from going psychotic Mm. and I can't afford to pay for it so far it just happens like once every six months no big deal (laughs) (laughs) infrequent happening (laughs) absolute nightmare imagine if only time you had to get in touch with Centrelink was a medical emergency (laughs) every day that like you have a medical emergency instead of calling triple zero you have to call one three Two two seven <laughs> and say medical emergency to a rope over and over again. Fuck those. Oh what God. is the 
thought that I could possibly be committing. I don't know. The only thing a healthcare card could possibly <laughs> rule is that I could be buying cheap medication that I didn't need. <laughs> Why would I be doing that? She's got it in her head that people, she like sees, you know, she lives in like kind of a bad part of, t- uh, not a bad part of town, but she lives like north of Adelaide, like in like half an hour north of Adelaide, Salisbury, Elizabeth, kind of like it's a rougher area than like down like west of the city or south of the city or east of the city. Um, But uh, she's got it in her head that the people that she sees with like heaps of tattoos and like buying cigarettes and like, I don't know, she's just got this picture in her head of like a guy who's like smoking, chain smoking, tailor-made darts with like full sleeve tattoos and like wearing a singlet and like board shorts or whatever. And this is the person that she thinks of as the doll bludgers that are rotting the system and they're using their ill-gotten gains to, like, pay for all of their tattoos and cigarettes, which is, like, way more expensive than you could ever get out of Centrelink, no matter what you were doing. Let's be real. Tattoos, especially on your neck, and smoking darts – they're both things I don't do, but they're fucking cool. And <laughs> those both cool things. You know, like cunts. I don't have one. I don't want to live with one in my house, but they are fucking cool. <laughs> you just can't deny that. It's a fact. And also, like, the person you described is, like, probably, you know, that person is also a billionaire. That's exactly what <laughs> billionaires look like. You know what I mean? <laughs> Would also be on the dole. Yeah. You just don't know. Like very mm. rich people who are like independently wealthy, you know, they just look like regular mm. <laughs> everybody mm. anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really weird. Like I don't know how to have the conversation with her about like how because she accepts welfare from the government, right? She's on the pension and she's thinks that that is totally fair and acceptable and her reasoning is I've worked hard all my life and now this is what I get you know but like how like surely like can't you see that that's just arbitrary like that's just a rule that she's made up in her head about who deserves to be helped by not just that but this person who she thinks doesn't deserve welfare like they just don't exist right yeah it's a fiction. It's a fiction. But also, even if that person does exist, like, they should still be allowed to get the measly amount of money that is the doll, you know? I don't know. I just think everyone should be allowed to have enough money to, like, not be in poverty. It doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a crazy position, Sam. <laughs> I can't believe you would commit that to tax. <laughs> Lighten off this pods. Lighten off. This should go out. We is it safe for us to say that we think no one should live in poverty in the year twenty twenty three in a wealthy country like Australia? I don't know. Pretty radical to me. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was about a a lawyer who was scamming people who won the lottery. Um. And at the start of the podcast, they 
were like, what would you do if you won millions and millions of dollars? And the other host was like, oh, I would just start buying people houses. And I was like, yes, that is what I would do. Just like a one-man redistribution of land, (laughs) you know, whatever I can do. Uh, (sighs) A friend of mine was telling me that they don't have very good blackout curtains in their house, Mm. and uh, which that is shitty. That's yeah. a shitty thing to have. Um, yeah. And that maybe they were going to make their landlord <clears throat> pay for new curtains because the landlord was putting the rent up. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you just must come and live in my spare room for free. Like, <laughs> <laughs> keep constantly must have given this fucking spare room to, like, 50 people right now. It's going to be, like, overflowing. Like, the only thing I want to do is give somebody a place to live for free forever. I know. Like, completely change people's lives. I know. I The more I think about it, and I think about it a lot, I think about the government and the world a lot, and that the only thing that I keep coming back to is like we have to you know take the land and redistribute it to equally yeah. among the people like so that's the only that's, solution yeah we have to start burying people <laughs> with their wealth yeah exactly so get rid of inheritance that's no good yeah yeah get rid of inheritance and everybody gets to own a piece of land for their whole yeah, life everybody the gets a house for free yeah yeah seems mm-hmm. pretty obvious Seems pretty obvious. <laughs> we solved it. I don't know. Oh, you remember when COVID happened and we just got rid of poverty. We were like, oh, fuck, there's a pandemic. Better get rid of poverty. <laughs> just overnight we got rid of poverty. Yeah. I wonder if there was um, – do you think there could be something else, like a similar, like, disaster that affects everyone but doesn't mean that we have to, like, stay in our houses all the time that would, like – still make the government give everybody money, but we could still, sure, like, I mean, go and see our friends. Sure, yeah. Well, that did happen. That mm. happened, um, yep, everywhere else on earth. Yeah. Good question, though. Yeah. Good anyway, one. that's um, that's my life with Helen. It's just... Uh, it's fine. She's she's very nice and she's funny. Oh, the other, one more thing about Helen is the other day she was going on and on about um, the referendum and how she doesn't know how to vote and she thinks that she should vote yes and she thinks it's like long overdue for Indigenous people to be recognised in the Constitution. But then she saw an Indigenous person on the TV saying that we, she should vote no and now she's really confused and she doesn't know what to do and why can't they just tell her the right thing to do? And I was like, well, who do you mean by they, Helen? <laughs> she's like, you know, yeah. Indigenous people. Conflict. And I was like, well, you know, everyone has different opinions. <laughs> I mean, but you should tell Helen. I I don't think she's necessarily wrong. I think that her intention is correct. Like when you go to the referendum and you think me as a white person voting for whether or not black people should have self-determination, that is actually fucked up. And the Mm. thing that you should be wanting to do is vote how the majority of Indigenous people want you to vote. Like you should be voting 
the vote should be, do you want to make this decision or should we let Indigenous people make this decision? <laughs> and yeah. obviously you would vote the second one and that's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. And also they have done a lot of research and statistically most Indigenous Australians are in favour of the voice. So I'm going to tell her that and um, because I think that would go a long way to alleviating yeah. some of her stress. And the process by which they came up with this idea was like very broad and wide-reaching um, in the community. But, yeah, the majority of Indigenous Australians are in favour of the referendum. The, the ones that aren't are unfortunately like a very loud minority mm. but look <clears throat> and I'm not saying I don't want to say anything like too controversial but whatever a maximum 200 people will hear this so it's fine <laughs> but um, the people who the loud minority who get a lot of play who are saying no mm. obviously they already have quite a bit of power mm. Don't they? Otherwise, how are they getting on the news and the TV and on the radio? They're already mm. pretty enfranchised. Like Lydia Thorpe, she literally sits in Parliament. It's mm. not like she's going to gain anything from The Voice. If anything, those people are not in favour of a chain. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking rule. You're the best. I love you so much. I love you too. Are we ending the pod now? Is that what's happening? I can just tell you one more thing if you want. Okay. And then, yeah, please. I do have to go because I've got I've got a meeting at 3.50. Yeah, because I'm getting into movies. I started dating a guy that's into movies. I just started watching The Sopranos, mm-hmm. which I've never watched before. Have you? I tried to start watching it, but I couldn't. But I'm going to try again eventually. Anyway, it's really good. It's incredibly good. The dialogue mm-hmm. is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's horrible, but mm-hmm. it is actually how people talk, which I think is incredible. Yeah. But I think it might be fermenting my racism towards Italian people. <laughs> 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 and that's quite problematic. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I trying mean... <laughs> I was trying to talk to my someone that doesn't know me very well a date last night about um what he thinks about being racist against Italian people. And we talked about it for a bit of time and how I, I'm not, I don't, I said, oh, I don't, I don't really like Italian culture. And he was like, that's a fucking crazy thing to say, <laughs> which like, I guess if you're him, you might think that, but I'm, I'm basing this on a lot of points of data. I didn't just come to this out of nowhere anyway. Um, and then, so we were talking about it for a while and I was like, yeah, anyway, I agree. It's a bit of a gray area, um, racism towards the Italians. It's not like the Dutch. And he said, I beg your pardon. And I was like, I'll forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. I did it in an Italian way. So it was like a callback. <laughs> it. Anyway, yeah, you, you know, you can't, you can't be racist towards the Dutch. Not as in like, you shouldn't. You can't do that. But more like, you physically can't. It's not possible. <laughs> I'm going to keep watching The Sopranos and I'll let you know. Okay. I'm, uh, I've am i just recently embarked on a mission to watch every single Marvel movie. I've watched two so far. And, okay. Uh, well, they're very bad. Yeah, they're very bad. But um, I, I like bad movies, so this is a good project yeah. for me. I mean, I watched all of Succession. Oh, you uh, finished it? I got caught up to where they're up to now. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. two more episodes before it ends forever. That's right. 
Yeah. Which like, that's quite good. I'm extra this is the most in touch with the T V zeitgeist I've ever been. It took, me, <laughs> it took me fifteen years to watch The Wire. I think <laughs> Yeah, me too. I think that my prediction for the end of the um last season of Succession is that everything like collapses and they like every bad thing that they've done like comes back to bite them and their empire crumbles. What do you think? Okay, great. My prediction is everybody gets exactly what they wanted and they're just as miserable <laughs> as they were before. Both equally possible yeah. endings. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think actually, probably they get what they wish for and it's even worse than they could have possibly imagined. Yeah. I think you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like that it often subverts my expectations a little bit. Like Yeah, me too. In general, the thing that I hate about TV is that I always know what's going to happen. Like in mm. The Sopranos even. I'm pretty mm. sure I could tell you which ones of them are going to die and who's going to survive. But anyway, mm. um, but what was there another show that I was watching where I was like, oh, Discovery. Do you remember when I was oh, watching Star Trek Discovery and, I, and you'd already watched it all and I had watched like two episodes or something and I was like, mm. it's the mirror of the universe, isn't it? <laughs> Look, uh, he's a bad guy. There's something going on with mirrors. People are looking in for a long time. What's this? <laughs> oh, is she this thing? And I, like, knew, like, quite – I predicted a lot of things, and some of them were wrong. Mm. A few of them were, like, I bet the ship explodes and then the Mirror Universe ship, like, takes the place of the ship or whatever. Mm. So some of them were wrong, but a lot of them, like 90% <laughs> of them were correct, mm. which was wild. I'm blessed with not being able to read <laughs> <laughs> at all or predict it all. My thing, a gift also. <laughs> I don't know. Blindness, a gift, is a bit of a stretch if you ask me. What do it means I, know? I get to have a nice time. You know, I'm along yeah, for the ride. That's true. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I also get a nice thing of um <laughs> being correct. Satisfaction. <laughs> yes, satisfaction, as we've previously discussed, is actually better than being moral. <laughs> <laughs> being smug better than being you know good all right yeah. let's go okay. I love you very much I think this has been good pod what do you I think, think so. I'm pretty sure yeah we can cut out some of the stuff that I said probably but yeah mostly good Sam get out of here this was this was the Sam episode so yeah I did talk episode a lot. Sam no you didn't I was gonna make a list of things that I was bit feeling positive about this week yeah and like, no, oh, listening to records, this book I'm reading, how fucking good Moby Dick is that I'm going to finish it this week. And then my fourth thing was Sam. Aw. That's you. Yeah. That's me. Both you and how every morning your name gets shouted out at my coffee shop and <laughs> coffee being ready. <laughs> like I'm reminded of you every day. It's beautiful. <laughs> <That is> beautiful. <laughs>